So the operational go signal has been given for a global direct energy weapon experiment on the entire population of Earth. The end game and the experiment are one and the same. So they will, they're rolling out the experiment and then real time with all the sensors they've deployed into us via pharmaceuticals or chemtrails or smart dust or hydrogel or quantum dot, uh, then they will be monitoring both the environment and the people's response to the weapons real time. Yeah, and that has been confirmed. I do attend many military conferences and it's been affirmed, 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 as even in the last conference. Now to kind of... Did you know that over 900 plus diseases are simply due to nutrition? That problems such as heartburn, insomnia, asthma, infertility, dementia, Alzheimer's, thyroid disease, and so many more can be solved if you just correct your mineral or vitamin deficiencies? ControlYourHealth.Care has answers for you for these ailments and so many more that is based on decades of research, including over 26,000 autopsies, 10 million blood chemistries by over 15,000 holistic doctors and scientists. You will see how the right, highly absorbable nutrients that your body is craving will make a huge difference in how you feel. Start now on a journey towards superior health that will literally change your life. For the month of March, we've extended the email only offer to all my listeners. And so you can save up to 20% by using the codes on the screen or the codes below at controlyourhealth.care. Remember, use the codes below and save up to 20% at controlyourhealth.care. Care. You can also find that at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Celeste Solemn coming back. She is one of a kind researcher. And let me tell you a little bit about her background. She's a former FEMA employee. She worked for Homeland Security and FEMA as a contractor. She's been, she was trained with FEMA, but she's also worked in medicine, the government, of course, because it's FEMA and the military. And she's a investigator and researcher. She also writes and is a broadcaster. But this show, we're going to talk about all the military conferences that she goes to. She goes to a lot of them and studies what they're doing. But this particular thing, she claims that the, they have triggered the the go signal on this end game that they're doing, enslaving us all. Okay, I know that sounds just crazy, right? I guess it's an experiment, but those are that is the end game. I don't know. I uh, invite all of you to go to her website at shepherdsheart.life and she has the actual transcripts of these military conferences that she's going to be talking about today. She did that on purpose so that it's not from her, it's from these transcripts. So you can see everything, because everything she's saying is so flipping crazy. But, you know, the more I do the research, the more I see this everywhere. Now, I got to tell you, just because the military is saying it, I'm not totally convinced that they're 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 good at it. I, I think from my experience in my life, I think with scientists and engineers, they get excited about a technology and they'll talk about it in ways that isn't necessarily what is capable or they're. They're talking about what they want to do with it, not what they're capable of doing with it now or what the 
conditions are like they could do it in a small setting but maybe not in a mass you know for the whole earth kind of thing and maybe that's why it's experiment because they've been able to do it in small settings and they're now they're trying to do it on all of us and it's a totally different ball game of doing things in a small picture versus big picture but nonetheless this is directly coming from the military and these conferences and the technology is is pretty advanced, and we're going to talk about that today. I've done a lot of research in that area as well. I know it's really advanced. I hesitate to think that they're actually good at doing it on a mass scale. I do think that humanity is going to push back. There's ways for us to protect ourselves. We're going to talk about some of that too because it's so scary that we need to protect ourselves. But how do people even know about this stuff? If there's so much censorship, right? We've seen the censorship off the charts. And I, that brings me into the lawsuit that we're doing. I want to tell you, I really hope that you will step up and help us in this suit because it's not for me, even though I'm in the suit. There are about 50, there are 15 of us that originally were part of this suit. Remember on October 15th, that terrible day when so many people were kicked off YouTube? Well, a group of us sued Google. And we are still in that process of going through the court system. We are quite a ways through it. We are finalizing the Circuit Court of Appeals. After that, we have the ability to go to the Supreme Court. Now, the Supreme Court chooses a case that they want to see. We're ahead of most of the other cases. And from what I'm hearing from attorneys, our case is one of the better ones that they they realistically might pick. It's not as political as the Trump case. And a lot of us, you know, they claim we were Q followers. Uh, and a lot of us were Q follower, followers. I was not a Q follower. And there's a few other ones that are, were not. My videos, a lot of them are on human trafficking. I had a lot of doctor videos. Those were all taken down. And of course, I'm covering re election fraud. Now that I didn't get to cover because I was already taken down by that time. But I really want to, I don't want to use the word beg, but maybe I should. You know, back in the day when we all got canceled, it was top news. It was exciting. It was, you know, the front of all news because we had millions of people that knew about it and wanted to help. Now it's not newsworthy anymore, but it's, I think it's even more important than what was before. Now that we know why they took us down, I mean, since that day they took us down, there's been a coup of our government. There has been this acknowledgement of this knowledge of what they're actually doing with these vaccines, the depopulation agenda. There has been a war in Ukraine. All of these things, the war is a preset to the reset, which I have been talking about, and I have another show with Dave Hodges from my members where I he interviewed me on that. You might be really interested in seeing that. But regardless, this is even more important. If you could please go to GiveSendGo.com, Defending Free Speech. That's the name of our campaign. And just please give $20. If you don't feel like you have enough money, if you can maybe squeeze $20, whatever you can give, we really need to get this money to fund this. We will be needing more funds later, but I think once we're, if we get to the Supreme Court, it'll be a little easier because, uh, you know, we're, I'm going to go after people with more money. But I told them that I would cover that I just wanted this to keep go forward. So I said, you guys, I'll cover whatever it doesn't, we don't raise. 
And now I'm scared because we're not raising that much money. Although I know SGA, I know SGT report, Sean is going to be doing a show on it. And I know that red pill 78 is going to be talking about it. I'm going to be on another show, but I'm telling you, it's not coming in that quickly because it's just not newsworthy because there's so much going on, but it should be, this should be, this is so important. So I, I don't want to beg, but I kind of need to. So please go again to givesendgo.com, defending free speech. Or you can go to my website at sarahwestall.com and it's in yellow. You just click on the yellow banner on my website because a lot of people go there and read reg- regular articles. So there, it's just right on the top. Click on that and I'll bring you right there. It's really obvious. And you can also pray for us. There's been 35 people who have prayed so far and the get, having people have the same intentions this is science has proved this too i mean whether you're christian or not the intention of prayer and people together having an intention really does work and that's why prayer is important it's having an intention and thinking intently about it and if there's enough people that do that things miracles happen and that's what it's about so do that while you're at my website. Sign up for my newsletter if you have not by now. And check out my affiliates. It's how I support the show. And let's get into now. This is a long one. We we talk for a good hour and a half. So this is part one. It's kind of scary. So I really want you to um, take this in stride and realize there are things that we can protect ourselves with, like having a, an intention that we're gonna do something about all these things. And then, like I, I tell people, and I tell people in my private life, and I'm, I guess I should start saying it publicly, that I just got to do everything I can that I feel I can so that I can sleep well at night. And, you know, I got to try. That's what this lawsuit is about. I, I got to do my best at my part. And then I just got to let it go and have peace that I did everything I could. And I think that's what everybody should do. Do If you're not doing what you can, you need to get off your behind and do what you can and then just have peace and sleep well at night and then protect the children and those who are younger and more innocent. They don't need to see and hear all this stuff. I don't tell my family all of this because why do they need to hear all of it? You know, the young ones, the young kids, they don't need to be scared. They're terrified enough. We need to protect them, protect their mind, protect their intellectual, their development. Um, well, physically, obviously, but their mental development, we want them to feel safe, especially when they're young. So they don't need to hear all this crap. Now, once they get into their 20s and they're older, they they need to, you know, I'm subjecting my kids to a lot of things just because they have been with COVID. But some of this other stuff, no, I'm waiting until they're a little older to share everything with them. But I got to tell you, um, it's important that you share as much as you can so that they're prepared as well. Anyways, let's get into this conversation, this really good one, with Celeste Solemn. Hi, Celeste. Welcome back to the program. It's great to be here, Sarah. Well, we have a lot to talk about because we need to dive into some of the science of the energy weapons, and I've been covering that for years, but you have been covering it at a whole new level, and it's important that people see what's going on. It There is evidence that they have been using it energy weapons in a more serious way lately than just their testing or their they've had specific events and I know a lot of people who've been targeted to be tested it seems like it seems like conspiracy theory but it's not this is going on 
the energy weapons are real. I've been coming up for a long time. Anybody who studies technology knows. I mean, come on. This stuff is real. But there's real events going on right now. Australia, they, they nailed a whole group of people. Now, can you talk about what you've seen recently and, uh, you know, that of them actually implementing this? And then let's get down to what their plans are and what you think is going to happen. Well, we might want to do the plans first. Um, so the operational go signal has been given for a global direct energy weapon experiment on the entire population of Earth. Okay, now uh, it, when you say experiment, this is, um, it's not, it's a goal on the experiment, it's not a goal on the end game. Um, the end game and the experiment are one and the same. So they will, they're rolling out the experiment and then real time with all the sensors they've deployed into us via pharmaceuticals or chemtrails or smart dust or hydrogel or quantum dot, um, then they will be monitoring both the environment and the people's response to the weapons real time. And what do these weapons do? It, a whole, I mean, I know energy weapons, weapons and frequency can do an amazing array of things from killing you to damaging you to changing your emotions to taking away your free will. You know, I mean, all sorts of things. But what are you seeing that their goals are at this moment to, for this? So this is actually, we are in a transition from soft neural weaponry. Um, and we have to go back in history a little bit. When the brain uh, project was funded by the United States. Are you taking uh, talking DARPA and the... That yes, specific the one. Brain, the brain and the, it was during President Clinton's uh, time. It oh, okay. was, that's when it was funded. Um, that opened a new domain of war for neurotechnology. Um, so there was this neurotech um, domain of war. So from then, basically the 60s on, they Mind actually... War. Right, mind war, but it's at all different levels. It's at the physical level, the psyops level, yep. and then it actually goes to our individual cells, all the way up. It can you can be a targeted individual specifically. They could can tar they have the potential to target a race of people, a religion, a particular country. Okay, wait a minute. How can they target? I can understand location. I can understand a race because of genetics. How can you target a religion? Remember that I don't know if you saw it. The guys, uh, the B, yeah, Bill Gates talking to the DOD or somebody like their CIA or something like that, and he said, "What we can do with the vaccine is get rid of religious ex extremism." Okay. And so that's, that's what you mean. So not a specific religion, but the idea of your brain needing that spiritual element. I looked into that video and I don't think it was Bill Gates, although it sure the heck seemed like him, but it didn't matter because the content is the same and it was a serious, real video. Absolutely. And that has been confirmed. I do attend many military conferences and it's been affirmed, 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 even in the last conference. Now, that it was Bill of, Gates or just that the technology exists? No, that, that the technology. Yeah, because yeah, the Bill uh, Gates is irrelevant. Yes. Right, right. Except that he 
can and will, if we get have enough time, um, he is a player that will give out messaging. So we do have to listen to what he says, um, if you know, and then put it in the context. This is just so crazy, Celeste, that we're dealing with this crazy. I mean, I I almost feel like a. Um, are you there? You dropped off. I'm here. Okay. I, it almost. It, it, it's almost like we're in a in a game or something because the fact that these people are this crazy and this organized is just amazing. You know, I keep going back like I can't, I have to pinch myself that the, this is really going on because it seems so over the top. But the evidence is just so overwhelming, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's what people need to realize because a normal person would be like, you get this is just oh come on I mean come on this is ridiculous yeah well ridiculous is really what's going on isn't it yeah it seems like a science fiction movie and at the for the last couple of years when I've gone to the military conferences they they have the caveat at the beginning uh, what I am about ready to discuss, depending on who the speaker is, um, is going to sound like science fiction. As a matter of fact, there's then, have you ever looked at the NASA Strategic Warfare um, 2025 document? No, and I'd love to have that because I think I could put, I could put it up for Ebonier members and stuff. I've been watching, I did a, a thing on the False Flags Convention, and I was one of the speakers, and I did... I did a lot of research into the different presentations that they were giving at West Point and neurologists were. And, and I found all these clips and all these really good, ex exactly what we're talking about here. But I wish I would have had that. I'd love to see what's in there. Okay. Well, let's just, sh I'm going to share a screen um, just so you can see and get us out of the way, get this little square out of the way. So this is what I used for a foundation of my webinar last week, which people can find on Rumble. Um, this is the strategic warfare issues um, for circa 2025. Now this uh, document itself is about 20 years old. Um, you have to put it in context and watch this document. There is a sanitized version that's less than 113 page pages, and there's the full version, which is 113 pages. But that said, for your audience, I want you all to know that depending on the operations in play, this document changes. So there's some foundational slides that remain the same, but then um, there's others that are inserted. For instance, when COVID came onto the scene and when it became operational, the slides in this uh, changed. And now um, that we're into neural warfare and it's been given the green light called prime time, um, then now the slides changed once again. Now, a couple of slides I'll just bring to your attention. I don't know if I can get this thing up on this computer. It's not going to get bigger for me. You can go to shepherdsheart.life. And I did the uh, transcript exactly in the speaker's own words. Um, I did on occasion put something in brackets and that was to do a definition 
uh, for a lay person or to add to a concept, but I very clearly differentiated and it is getting cleaned up right now. I have someone uh, proofing it and going through it and making it really good because I work day and night once the go signal was given. Uh, I had no choice. How so, did you know the go signal was given? So about six weeks ago, I tripped on a conference that was given in 2018. And I, so basic, so there are some people that I watch in different sectors. And one of the people is Dr. Dr. James Giordano. Um, he is Mr. Uh, or Dr. Neuro Weaponry himself. Yeah, I've that's the, one of the presentations I watch at West Point that I use a bunch of those clips because he, he's flat out saying this is what we're going to deal with. But go ahead. So what happened was the it, it, in all the military conferences, details were very skeptical. Um, he mentioned in, in the conferences of many different conferences that he was involved working with the State Department on Havana syndrome, but didn't say much, much else. And, but in September, um, he did his first uh, going public about some of the details of Havana. And I covered that um, once again, pretty much covering it in his own words. I did a video and there's an article at shepherdsheart.life. And then within 48 hours, uh, the person that I sent the article to for dissemination and myself, I was actually on air. I got hit by a direct energy weapon at 145. And uh, it, basically has uh, given me a whole new appreciation. Now I have the, not only the intellectual, but I have the experiential of what I have gone through with that. What was it like? So the first thing that happened, I was an hour and 45 minutes. I was the keynote for a European panel. Um, my The top of my head got really hot and I got like a migraine, but it was very centralized, you know, it's not like a typical migraine, but the pain was excru excruciating. The next thing that I saw, and I can't tell you if it was in the spirit or if I actually saw it, it is technology that I have co covered on shepherdsheart.life. It's called cell painting. And I saw them painting my lungs. Oh, jeez. And, and I, uh, you know, I between the p pain and the headache, you know, I only had 15 minutes and I go, I can, I can deal with that, you know. So as soon, usually you hang out afterwards and you schmooze a bit, but I didn't do that. I went up my stairs and I was starting to get the chills. I crawled into bed with my clothes on, just pulled the covers over. And an hour later, I woke up with full-blown uh, symptoms of COVID. Um, after being extremely healthy, I felt great that morning. I had no sign of disease, no tiredness, not even a twinge or an ache. I was on uh, the girl on fire, you know. And, and then all of a sudden, my oxygen drops to 88%. And I am fighting for my life, basically. And then I had these strange neurocognitive type things. Like the next day I had to do my newsletter. And so, you know, I 
I'm weak and I'm sick. I've got a fever of 102, but I'm going to keep working, you know. So I um, I don't want to digress too much, but it's important that people realize some of the symptoms. So I, I thought about my newsletter and then I just type, you know, it's kind of like auto typing kind of, you know. And the, before I sent it off to my secretary, I looked down at what I had typed and it wasn't typos. It was gobbledygook. It was just a bunch of letters. So what was in my brain did not translate to my fingers. And then my second experience was I had like a full day of interviews scheduled on the next Thursday. And so I was bound and determined I was going to do those, even though I was on oxygen and the whole 10 yards. And so I went to sit in this chair, comfy chair that I'm sitting in, and I did not have orientation of space and time. And so I missed the chair. I ended up falling on the ground. The chair broke into pieces. I'm sitting there in a pile of wires, you know, with the cameras and computers and oxygen and all this stuff. And I then I have to figure out how am I even going to get up? Uh, So that was quite an experience. And I didn't realize that that is part of the damage to the vestibular um, part of the ear when they do these um, neural weapons. It's it's kind of almost like, uh, what do you call it, when somebody can't walk? I can't remember the name. Vertigo. Uh, vertigo is when the room is spinning. Um, people with Havana also get dizziness. So we'll be talking about a few of those different things, but I want to just really quickly run down because it's going to be really important and then we won't take too much time. Well, let me ask you, were you, were you scared that you were going to die? No. You, you knew you were okay. You just had faith. No, I I was, I wasn't okay, but, um, you know, I, I've been through many really nasty illnesses before and, I'm the little energizer bunny, you know, bounce back. Well, did, did they try to kill you? You think? Yes. And, and, and quite frank, it actually we're not at that point. And so we were going to talk about that. Um, so right now we are at soft, the soft weaponry, um, neuro neurotechnology. I'm talking where they affect your brain and your thinking. What is soft neuro weaponry? So those are things that can disrupt your thinking, your cognition. It can be transient. Uh, It can come later. It can be permanent. There can be some really severe uh, brain injury. You can get mini strokes. You can, with this technology, uh, they actually can kill uh, the cells in your brain and cause necrosis. They can cause um, something called... um, hydrocephalitis, and they can also see things like Alzheimer's into your brain. So, and then there's the hard kill. And we right now, during this experiment, for some people, they will get the soft. I think that's going to be the predominant of the people. And some people are going to get the hard kill. And what that, the hard kill means, it or hard neurotechnology is that they will put the person into a vegetative state or they will out and out kill them. Okay. So why, 
would they only do a soft on somebody versus just take them out? So they do have a pecking order. Um, and so the pecking order is they want to um, disrupt and or take out influencers, key individuals, and they also want to make statements. The beta testing that began, uh, this technology is pretty old. I mean, it started like right after World War II, but really there's a huge body of evidence on some of the technology that we can talk about that starts in the 1960s, huge amounts. Um, if you want to look that up, you look up neurotechnology and cavitation events um, in the body. And you'll find that in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, the, the technology that they're using in those days, the technology was huge. Like, uh, for instance, I don't know if you saw the weaponry, the sound weaponry that was used in Canberra. But that's very old technology. The first time I saw that technology was in 1999 at the World Trade uh, uh, protests in Seattle. So this is very old technology. Now they have shrunk it down to the molecular level yeah, um, and to small devices, uh, which we can talk about. So that. Yeah, and after, at some point here, we need to get into, because this is scary stuff, right? This is going to scare people, right. which is, you know, it, it is what it is, but we got to get into how you can protect yourself and what we can do here to, to fight back a bit. Absolutely, and I did, because I did listen to all of this, and I did do the transcripts. There are some things that the average person can do. And just to give everybody just like kind of a little boost of hope. So if you think you are um, the victim of a direct energy weapon, then what you want to do is go to your door um, that goes outside and open the door, step outside, and it will stop. All of the victims... Uh, pretty much were targeted in one location. For instance, me sitting right here, I've had several experiences oh. now. Um, there, 60 Minutes has done two um, things as this uh, information is starting to trickle out. One on adults, uh, State Department officials at the White yeah. House and other places, and then one on children. The children were hit in bed. So what you want to do is whoever is being hit, and not everybody will be hit. Uh, this has a, uh, whether it's through our, the blood that we've given and they have our DNA, or in the 1970s, many of us were brain printed and those brain prints were patented. So all they have to do is say, die, you know, into the supercomputer, say, I want to find Celeste, um, where is she in the in the globe because I want to deploy a precision neural weapon and they can find my brain. Um, they just push the button and they locate me because I have your brain uh, has a unique signature. They just yeah. find that signature. And then just like a missile, they just lock on and target. And that's the way it happens. So that's what you want to do. You So this is hope for people. If you think you're victimized, even if you're dizzy or if you have vertigo, go to your outside door, 
open the door, go outside, that will cause it to stop. It's not like, you know, five miles around you, you know, you're in this big like tractor beam or something from a UFO or something. Uh, this is very small area that they have pinpointed. And they've targeted. Now, they could feasibly, if they're really wanting to target you, they could move the target to where you are. But Absolutely. It, but that's only if they're, uh, it, they, you have somebody who's specifically watching and targeting you. So it's different if they're doing some kind of mass experiment. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, now let's get into some of how they're going to access and what does this, what does a direct energy? Well, I think before I talk about that, I want to talk about why did the government keep silent? So, so just six weeks ago, I ran into this conference and then that gave me all the details of everything I ever wanted to know and why I put the webinar together that I did last week. And so what they, um, why they waited so long uh, to give any information out to the public is they ran clinical studies on both the victims, the people that were in the house, some military people and a control group. So, and then they ran a, a battery of like um, a physical neuro, um, some eye tests, which are very uh, definitive. And what they were able to do is put together an assessment and diagnostic program that can tell you that you're in one of four categories. You are either in the targeted individual category, and they can tell this by this assessment and diagnostics. You are, let's say you were in a war and you had a blast of an IED. So, um, or you were in a violent car accident and you sustained a, a traumatic brain injury. So that's group number two. Group number three are the worried well, the people that hear, oh, no, Havana, new symptoms. Oh, I've got all those symptoms, I, and I go run to the doctor. So they're really well, um, but they identify with the symptoms. So those then, are like, that's like placebo effect kind of crap. Or hypochondriac or whatever. Yeah, it's, so they're yeah. just, it's not anything. Okay. Right. And then there's the direct energy weapons. So now with this new assessment and diagnostics, uh, they can pinpoint precisely what category you're in. And yes, you can try to lie, but the, but you will be found out because there are some of the testing that is kind of like your subliminal, your involuntary. So you could try and fake it, but they would know. And so you really can't lie. They will know for sure. And what is the degree of accuracy? 90 to 99%. And so they got this diagnostic and assessment together before they released any details of um, the details of Havana syndrome and these other incidents, because they knew that once the public found out, there was going to be a lot of identification, a lot of people saying, I have these symptoms running to their doctor and they needed a way to say, okay, which category are the, is this person in? And then one last thing on that subject, 
Um, some people, especially if you have been involved in something like this, or if you are a targeted individual, you want to go and you, you're desperate for help. I would really um, caution you, we do not live in a day and age where it's Marcus Welby, your doctor is your best friend. Um, we're in the no. age of supercomputers and big business, and there's many other players that are want to get a hold of your information. And so if you went to your doctor, what's probably going to happen is you would be um, put over into a program like at the Mayo Clinic or something, and you would be experimented on. Um, I do need to share that they did not give what the treatments were for a direct energy weapon. Uh, they were very quiet on that, whether they're still learning or whether that is um, they needed to keep that quiet um, because they don't want people to know. I just want everyone to know that they did not re release the details of how they would treat you. Um, but they are suggesting that those individuals go in. Uh, another One other thing is you, they go in and you're saying, well, I would be careful about going in right. because you might not come out. Right. So basically for me personally, uh, my decision, even though I've got some pretty interesting uh, constellation of symptoms, I have chosen, I am going to do this naturally. Um, I have specialized in natural medicine, and so I'm not going to a doctor at all. I'm not going to get myself involved in Im imaging or seeing where is the damage or anything. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I'm just focusing on eating good, drinking uh, pure water, getting adequate sleep, uh, taking certain supplements, and that type of thing. Well, I think that the quantum frequency healing uh, that we have that we're working on um it's it works under double blind studies it's really doing phenomenal things for people that might be something that could help people it could be a solution so that's a double-edged sword so just know that because now in this conference they said that basically uh let's see if i could get them all this is like, I feel like I'm on one of those game shows. Uh, IT nano, IT nano, bio, quantum, and there's one that I'm missing. Anyway, they're no longer, we cannot look at them like we can't just say COVID was a bio event because it, starting in basically before 2014, but that's when it really got active they all became integrated. So they are no longer siloed, which means that a bio also has components of IT in it, which also has neuro, which also has uh, all the rest uh, that I mentioned. So we didn't really distinguish. We just, when there is clotted blood and there's issues, it, it works at... The you know, because frequency is below nano. It's your, everybody's frequency, right? And so right. it does the healing and the repairing um, at that level. I, I'm just saying that's the only, it, it's our best bet, I think. And these guys are freaking awesome that I'm working with. NASA, they work for NASA. They work for executive at T-Mobile. 
There's over 3,000 scientists. They're doing double-blind studies. It's our best bet, I think, to counteract some of this stuff. But I, I, you're right. I mean, it could be, they could, it's a war. So they could mess with as anything. It's just, I still think it's our best bet. But go ahead. I, I agree. So I'm also working with people on the quantum level for some solutions. Yep. Um, but just realize everybody that this is war. This is dual use technology and quantum can be used for healing. But on the other side of dual use, it can be also weaponized and hacked. So you need to understand that um, as you you know, choose your different options. Yeah. And that's what makes our stuff so great that we've been working with is that it's been, we're programming it to not be able to, and we need to describe this technology so people understand mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. can't mess with it. But that, you know, there's more to it than that, but it's it's pretty secure. But that being said, there it's still in its infancy of people understanding it and getting involved. That's what we're saying. We Time is not on our side. So we need everybody who's smart to get involved with this thing because we need it implemented and put out there far and wide but anyways keep going because this is really important okay so now we're going to get how how does this direct energy weapon get into your body and what does it do i think that's really important and it's probably something that all the um, followers want to know about now really truly your skull is really hard to get through um even with direct energy weapons So what they did is they have chosen the ears to go into your ears. That is their favorite. But I want you to know that they can also go into your nose and go into your ethmoid and sphenoid uh, sinuses. Why those and not your frontal sinuses? Because your ethmoid and sphenoid are closer to the brain. What happens if you've had those removed and they just wouldn't be able to do it? Oh, no. Uh, With this technology, I'll be able to, uh, in a minute, we'll be describing that. They just move on to another section, whatever. Keep going. Go ahead. Well, no, wherever there's a cavity, uh, so we'll be talking about cavitation next, but wherever there's a cavity, uh, they can exploit it. And so even if you had it, like for me, I've had three sinus surgeries and they took out pretty much everything. Uh, but you know, they could, but for me, I know that mine was, uh, through the ears, uh, but they can also go through your Mm -hmm. palate, uh, just so you know, and they can also hit your body. And this is really important. And once I get my cleaned up copies, you guys, I had typos because I was up all night typing it. Um, please wait till then, but it's up to you, uh, print it out, um, So they can also hit the body and cause decompression sickness. So you actually can live in the Midwest and start getting the symptoms of the bends. And now, and explain what the bends are, because not everybody understands it. So that's what we're kind of going to talk about next. Okay. So we're going to talk about uh, what is this, what does this direct energy weapon actually do? So whether it's the bends or whether it enters into another um, part of your body, there are two ways that it gets in. It, it can ride on sound waves or it can piggyback onto light beams. So that could be a laser type effect. Let's say they've chosen the ears, which is what they did for me. 
Um, even though the top of my head hurt, I think they were maybe uh, walking on to their target, but they actually did go through the ears. And they work, so it's a, it can start at a, it can be ultrasonic weapon, it could be a, and then go to a hypersonic weapon, it could be a RF, they could use RF, so you could get the burns like that tweet that everybody yeah. saw, um, and they can also use um, microwave. And they, they've got five different technologies that they that they have let out to the public. Um, but I'm sure at this point, they actually oh, have I'm sure. more than that. They, they can mix and match those technologies. So you can have a variety of different weaponry. Um, there are things that they can hack. We can talk about that in your house. And a operation that I think is very likely scenario for the days to come, and that may make sense. But what they do, so they're so either light or sound um, has come into your ear at ears, and then what it does is it works its way through your ears. Now, of course, your ear naturally. Um, is an amplifier. It amplifies sound. So when this direct energy weapon hits your ear, it's really high pitched. It's already a weapon, but your ear amplifies it, which doesn't help matters at all. And then what it does is it works its way through. There can be damage. Like for me, um, after September 30th, I became hard oh. of hearing. Um, and that's just one of that's the symptoms. Bad. And it's, it just yeah. is what it is. And you just pick up and you go on. This is war. And, you know, there, um, we're, we're going to, when you're on the front lines, it's just the way it is. So um, then what happens, I want you, so this is a cavitation event. So it causes, so what happens is those sound or light waves enter in to your ear. And what I want you to think, so cavitation, what is this cavitation event she keeps talking about? So I want everybody to think about a 7-Up uh, bottle. And I want you to think in your mind, you're shaking up that 7-Up bottle. And then you open the cap. And what's going to happen? All those bubbles are going to come out. So that's what actually happens with the direct energy weapon. Is that through sound and or light, they they cause a nucleation event. And I believe that there's a tie in to the geoengineering, but I haven't had time to go down that rabbit trail yet. So we'll just, well, I think you're right because the geoengineering and all the metals, they, I've just had two different interviews where um, two different technologies too, that have found interesting, unusual metal. I published an article on my website, unusual metals that aren't normally out there. So they've been pumping different metals out into the atmosphere, which really is not fun to know. Yeah, it's um, it's a brave new world out there. And I think if we get to the device part of this presentation, um, you know, we can talk about some metals and and their plans um, for how they're going to deploy this. Okay. But but let's get back to the cavitation because I don't want everybody sitting on. Oops, hold on. I got to get rid of this thing. You know, you get all these 
crazy pop-ups on the computer. Oh, yeah. So, um, so the bubbles come in and they make their way through, they're amplified, they make their way to kind of the end of your ear. And then how does it get into the brain? So it enters the brain through t- two different ways. There's one that is highly vascular and it's called uh, the subarachnoid um, area. Um, it's very spongy. Think of it as like two chain link fences with a bunch of uh, blood vessels or capillaries, high, lots of blood in, involved in that. And that goes to your brain and it carries, so the bubbles enter the subarachnoid and then enters the brain um, through the, the blood that goes into the brain, primarily in the center. Um, I can't remember exactly which one of the arteries, I'm sorry. Um, and the other is through the cerebrospinal fluid. And there is a venturi, there is a, um, at the end of our ear, there is a, just think of it like this. Um, it's like a, a straight, it's a, it's a canal. There's a, I can't think of the name of that one either. That's part of, this is another one of the symptoms. I'm at a loss for words that I usually should be able to pick up, but at least I've got the concept. So it's a venturi and it goes, so your ear is, your ear is down here and your brain is right here. And this is like a straw that goes straight into the brain with your cerebro uh, spinal fluid. And it basically, what it does is bathe your brain in fluids, which you need. But in this case, with the direct energy weapon, those bubbles go, uh, you know, the seven up goes up the straw straight into the brain. What happens then is it just, you know, even with seven up, you know, if you drink it really fast after you shook the bottle, you know, you kind of get like an effect, right? Yeah. Uh, So what it does, these bubbles slam into the brain, causing a traumatic brain injury. And depending on the heat, depending on how many weapons were used, like I said, there's one to five that are unclassified. We don't know about the others. And and then uh, the duration, like how long were you hit for and have you had multiple hits uh, will depend on what type of symptoms you will get. Um, do we want to go to the symptoms or are you kind of so? Yeah, I mean, if you think it's important, let's talk about them. And then so, get on to what, how they're going to use all this stuff, because that is the scary part. So one other thing I do want to say is that if they go through the palate, then they're, they're targeting your other cavities in your body. Um, and that's where you might get the decompression sickness or the bends. And you might want to look that up. Uh, do your homework now. I always have a notebook handy. Um to write down some maybe important things. Like I said, you feel free to print off the transcript of this and just keep it in a notebook uh, so that you can either have it for yourself or your doctor. But let's say you get the symptoms of the bends, which is decompression sickness. You also want to locate a, a decompression 
um, a place that has a decompression unit as close to your house as possible. Like for me, I know that I looked into this, the nearest decompression unit for me is in Fargo, which is a long ways away from me, but that is the closest one to my house. Now you may be fortunate, but locate that, put it in your list because you get kind of, your brain gets mushy. Uh, you have a difficulty thinking and thinking clearly and not always able to come up with words. So what you want to do is write this stuff down, the important parts, and that way you have a game plan if, God forbid, this hits you. So Because you won't be able to do it then. If you get hit, right. you're going to be so mentally messed up that you probably need to hand this to somebody or something to help. So it would be good to have a, an emergency contact that could help you through that will not think you're crazy. That's one of the things um, that the early Havana syndrome people said is that they were hesitant to say anything to anybody because people thought you were a little bit nuts. And so, and yeah, if well, you that watch, will happen, if, if you watch the 60 minutes, um, even the state department people said the same thing. So it is very common with this um, to not be believed. So you want somebody that knows you very well, that believes you when you say, I've got this, I've got this, you know, I, you know, there's no reason to make it up, you know, so or they're, they'll at least entertain you. <laughs> they'll at least follow and do what you tell them to do. Yeah. Until it, they realize, because not, I don't even know if people have a, 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 somebody who will even believe them in their whole network. You know what I mean? So find somebody that'll just do it. And even if it's somebody online, um, anybody that you have a close relationship with, I mean, you can Skype them, you can Zoom them. You know, people have virtual relationships now, so don't exclude those. It's best to have somebody physically because if you're literally, you know, like liquidated, <laughs> you know, you're, yeah. you're really going to need some, some help, um, in, in that situation. So, um, what are, let's, let's go to, I'm going to share screen again. So this is Dr. James Giordano and he's been working in neuroweaponry for 38 years and there are things, this is neuroscience that can be utilized for a variety of purposes, not all medical, which means the weaponry, and certainly not on your side. You can help, you can harm, you can withdraw certain types of care, and that can be harmful. This is very important to remember because sometimes during these um, attacks, they can withdraw certain types of care from you which then can, like if you're having a stroke, uh, you know, that would be harmful if you could not get. What do you mean they can withdraw certain care from you? Because, I, you know, when I covered that, I know that they could, they can kind of do, they could do a whole psyop on a, a hospital system and tar make up. They essentially talked about what they did with COVID. They, we can make up an illness and then give the wrong protocols, which would wipe out a whole group of people. That's what he said. I think it was Giordano that said that. Right. Or that guy. And I pronounced it. And that was explaining what's going on in these hospitals. But what do you mean by not giving you care? Is that what you mean? So basically, let's say you have had a direct energy weapon. You've had like a stroke from it. 
you go to the hospital and they just give you palliative care and they say, oh, um, you're all right, sweetheart. Go on home. It's just a little bit of stress, you know, so like what they're doing with COVID. Yes. Or could they do that? Absolutely. Could they do that because they're they've made protocols ahead of time in the hospitals like they did with COVID too, which those are death protocols right now. Or could they do an energy or frequency type weapon to the hospital staff to say, this person's okay. And, you know, I mean, they could do so much. I mean, they can send messages to their brains saying this person's nuts. So just send them home. Absolutely. And um, Dr. Giordano talks about that frequently, how you can do that. Um, They did say in this conference uh, that the our last election had been penetrated that that it was a result of a direct energy weapon